Hello and welcome to The Wise Way. I am joined by, now interesting enough, I've known Zoe for a very long time, but I've never asked her how to pronounce her surname. And as everyone knows, being dyslexic and dyspraxic, I get things wrong. But I'm joined by Zoe Morrell, and she can tell me if I'm wrong in a minute, uh, who spent 24 years as a teacher and then left teaching, worked another two years of supply teaching, and then really took the brave step, pulled on those brave pants and launched a business. So as usual, the show is not about me, it is about my guest. Zoe, please introduce yourself. Hi, thank you very much, Kirsty. Yes, you did say my, my surname correctly. I'd like, morale is, uh, it's it's hard, it's hard. My, my, I, I used to have a double barreled name before I got married. So when I had a, didn't have a double barreled name, I was like, yes, I've got a single name. It's brilliant. But I, even I find it quite, you know, morale, morale, you know, it's, it's hard. But yes, thank you very much for a lovely introduction. I did teach for 24 years in a lovely, lovely school. I was uh, three schools in 24 years. Um, and I taught Key Stage 2, 7 to 11 year olds. And I kind of landed myself in the computing curriculum purely by accident. I'm actually geography trained with science and maths when I did my degree at university. Um, because I was the youngest there when I joined um, the school, I took interest in the computer. I was like, oh, what's this new tech? And then, yeah, the, the computer lead went on maternity leave and they said, Zoe, do you want to do it? Oh, my goodness. And that was, I think, the first step into that mindset of, I don't know what I'm doing, but hey, I'm gonna learn it. And that has stuck with me all the way through leading computing. And through my career, I did actually try to jump out of computing quite a few times, but the school didn't have anybody else and I couldn't give it to somebody who knew less than me for the benefit of the children and the staff. So I just carried on being the lead of computing. Um, yes, so that's... Yeah, and I love that's that. Me. That's how my career started and ended. Yeah, and <laughs> I absolutely love it because that's where, I mean, that's where we first started talking was about tech and our love of tech mm. because I come from the tech world. And we had this, because not many, a, a lot of people get scared, particularly women, who get really scared as soon as they see something technical. You know, we're, we're all as small business owners desperately trying to be compliant with Google and all the changes. And it's overwhelming. But you cut mm. through that noise, don't you? I do. I I see it as probably like a lot of other people. Oh my goodness, there's a change. What does that mean? But once I'm inside that program and I give it time, I can I I can just figure it out. I don't know what it, I think the mindset of teaching computing and having teachers coming and say, "Oh, I've got a problem here. I've got a pro problem there," and I'm thinking in my head, "I don't know what to do." But the minute I seem to be inside a program. I can logically work out the next steps to make it work. Sometimes it takes, you know, quite a while, but I can usually get there. I can usually work it out. Um, and that does come from teaching. And th there was a program called Scratch, which if you're a teacher, junior school teacher, you're like, oh, Scratch. I had this thing with Scratch. Like people ask me how to use it or they've got a problem. It's an animation program and you, you build a flow of instructions and something moves. So you have to have that flow right. And yeah, I could just seem to work out all these problems. It, and in my lessons, I mean, we're talking 11 year olds who actually get quite technical and can be quite clever. <laughs> um, 
So the mindset of I can do this has developed throughout my career. Definitely in, in the terms of tech anyway. Yeah. And, and it's inspiring because 24 years as a teacher and then you go into supply and now you're running your own business. Could you just yeah. talk through that leap? Because it's quite a big decision to leave, yeah. you know, to, to leave mm. or to have life after teaching. Yeah, it was a big decision. And I left not knowing I was going to leave. So I left in October. I hit overwhelm. I was crying in my friend's cupboard going, I don't think I want to be here anymore. And I've got to stay until December. Because I'd been in that school for years and years and years, the head teacher was absolutely lovely, was a bit shocked, wanted to support me until December. I went, no, I, I just want to leave. Um, and within like a week, he'd organised you know, a few interviews to get a teacher to cover the class. Um, I, I said I'd definitely stay there until that class had a teacher that was going to follow through the whole year, wasn't just going to leave. Um, my heart were in the children, honestly. They were a lovely class, but for me, I wanted to be a mum and I just wanted to leave. I didn't know what I was going to do. I had no idea. But what I did know is what I wanted in my life. I knew what I needed my next step to align to. And that was to be a mum, to be able to take my children to school, to be able to pick them up, to have children after school for tea, take them to brownies and ballet and whatever. I wanted that type of freedom for my family and I wanted to work on my computer. <laughs> and that's all I really knew. I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, it evolved into, I decided to do something for me. And I thought, whatever I do, I want to enjoy it. So being computer again, I I got myself an iPad. I didn't know if I had an iPad. 2019, I didn't have an iPad. Um, so I got myself an iPad and I wanted to learn digital drawing. And a friend told me about Procreate. So I, I got my iPad, I got a nice pen, um, got the app and I started digital drawing. I did that for a whole year. Every evening, I learned the ins and outs of Procreate. Um, and so I was beginning to do online courses and then Tech Pixies turned up and I did the social media in 2020, became certified in social media. To be honest, I thought, I don't know if I want to do this, <laughs> but I think it was imposter syndrome. I wasn't good enough. I didn't know about other industries. I didn't know about online business particularly. Um, I then opened up with my digital drawings, I opened up a Shopify store, a Redbubble store, an Etsy store, and I was playing with tech, basically. It wasn't my solution to working from home, but I wanted to learn. I wanted to, I'd heard about these things, and I wanted to know how it was done. Um, and then, so from doing the social media, I was actually out at a, a playground with a friend, and she had a friend. And I was talking to her, and she was talking about TEDx talks and all this. I thought, you are really interesting. <laughs> she goes, what is it you want to do? I said, I just want to gather teachers around and support them. I said, I don't know how to do it. I have no idea. I said, and I was toying with the idea of starting a Facebook group. Um, and so I just, she said, why don't you? And I thought, yeah, I was scared, really. Despite doing the whole social media certification, I was scared. Um, and I thought, yeah. So I took that leap. I took that leap and I started Thrive After Teaching Facebook group. Um, that was the name I started it with. And that's the name that stuck, Thrive After Teaching. 
and it all evolved from there. So from having my Facebook group, I thought, I don't know how to talk to people. Obviously, I do being a teacher, but I didn't know how to really help in the way of coaching. So I then did a coaching certification. Um, through that, I, I learned how to coach, obviously, and I had to set up my own website. I'm thinking, oh, bit of tech, bit of tech, let's learn a bit new tech. Very exciting. But then at the back of my mind, I was for a long time thinking, this is what I, I actually really am happy doing. Rather than coaching, I thought I can't, my I, for my personal energy, I'm very introverted. I like having conversations with people, but it does exhaust me. And I, I love being on my computer. And website design lits me up through and through. So I then did a lovely long journey of a year learning website design on the side of coaching because I was thinking, no, I'm being a coach, I'm being a coach and felt I spent all this money on a life coaching course that I had to be a coach, you know. Um, but so that now brings me to now doing social media management, life coaching and website design all in one bubble. <laughs> so that's my journey. Yeah, but it's quite interesting because, you know, we, we all know wiggly careers, particularly mums. And I think, you know, I know there's a lot of dads out there. So let's not say mums. Let's say the stay at home parent, because it is difficult. And I've got lots of friends who do choose, who are male, who do, do decide to be the at home parent. But when yeah. your kid goes, sorry, I shouldn't say kid because they're not goats. When your child goes to school, um, there is a shift in the relationship because, yeah. you know, whilst your child's at nursery, it's okay because you can both work full time because you can drop your child off at 7.30 in the morning or 7, depending on what time the nursery yeah. opens. And you can pick them up at 6, 6.30. And sometimes you can pay extra and pick them up at 7. And so you've still got that working day. Then school comes along and it's a yeah. massive. And I remember it took Dennis and I two years to work out what we were going to do. And then we had a bet yeah. and it was like one of us has got to get a better job. So whoever gets the better job, who's paying the most, that one's going to go and take a job and the other one have to work out what they're going to do um it's a massive shift isn't it it is it is from nursery from having those outer hours which are just there for you and then they go to school and actually your day becomes smaller shorter and the children want to do things after school they want you know they want their friends around they want to go and play they want to go to all these clubs and you can I have seen teachers take their children to morning club and then they then they go to after school club in the same school and they are there all day and I just think my children my heart was with my children I said oh do you want to go to after school club I've got piles of you know I've got 60 books I need to mark before I go home and get all my resources ready for the morning and because my sorry my children were at the same school that I taught at which was supposed to be easier, which it was. But they didn't, they were really good, my children, so good. They would sit in the classroom almost in silence. And they were at the time, there were seven, seven and nine, occupying themselves with colouring pencils. I did bring a tablet so they could play something. Um, but they didn't want to go to, to the after school club. They didn't like the children in there. They didn't really like the lady that was running it. You know, and they, I just, I didn't have the heart to send them. And that, that was the push. I thought, I don't, I can't do this job. I don't want to do this job anymore. 
it's too absorbing in my life and then it's not just you know the Monday to Friday it's actually the Sunday the Sunday night it's the job sharing you're liaising and sending emails and updating the other teacher and I just thought you know this isn't for me anymore it was perfect for me being a teacher when I was single I had no children and I I literally spent all day there until six o'clock at night and I could I, do that and I did it efficiently and I, I, yeah. I still took a few things home but it's great for okay. single yeah, so as you're saying that, I've, I've got a really good friend who's a teacher and everything you're saying there, and I think people don't realise it, we know teachers work hard, we all work hard, um, mm. but it is, it's the hours that you work that you're not paid for that oh, I find, yeah. and, and that's the thing that, that mm. guts me, you, I watch yeah. her and I'm, and I'm sure you were the same, hours upon hours of your personal, and yeah. I know where, when I worked part-time I did a lot of hours that I wasn't mm. paid for. But mm. it's, it, it was my choice, whereas for teachers, it's expected. Yeah. It's expected. And you, you can't not do it. Like If you don't do your lesson plan or you don't make that worksheet or now if you don't make that PowerPoint or, you know, presentation, you haven't got a lesson. You can't not do it. You can't not fill out a form for a special needs child. You can't not send an email to a teacher to inform them of something important. You, you have to do it. I have to do it. And when I left I was part-time teaching I was teaching two days a week and I still felt that actually I don't want to do this anymore I was spending two days a week one day I remember it was a Wednesday all day at home working all day so I didn't have to do anything on Sunday I calculated teachers must never do this but I calculated my hourly rate when I left and I was only part-time teaching seven pounds Wow. I was getting seven pounds an hour and I thought wow actually I could go and be a teaching assistant and I'm even though I'd be bringing home less I'd actually get paid more per hour I'm doing less hours <laughs> and so, that was my logic at the time <laughs> so talk about now because you're in a really you're right you've now. got yeah right now yeah. you've got this thrive after teaching you've launched online yes. courses you're helping people with social media you're doing web design I mean it's a yeah. huge shift <laughs> It is a huge shift, but I love being my own boss. I love, like, my mum said to me last weekend, oh, can I meet you on Wednesday morning? I really want to go to that really lovely shop in your town. I was like, yeah, okay, I'll shift. So every week I make sure I have a clear day. Nothing is planned on one day a week. So I have effectively one day a week off. And believe me, somebody will turn up. Somebody will like, like to go for coffee. Somebody will need the doctors, the dentist or, or the hospital or, you know, so I, I organize my life. So I don't work full time officially at home. But the shift is lovely. The shift is like, I, I can be me. I can breathe. I can smile. I can, I can go on Zoom calls. <laughs> um, it is, it's hard. There's a lot to learn to run your own business. Um, but it's all doable. And people say it's hard, the word hard work, and I, I know you used it in a phrase, but then you did correct yourself and say, actually, no, it's time consuming. Time. People go, oh, it's really hard work doing your own business. I'm like, no, 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 no. Teaching 30 children from half past eight, five past three is hard work. You know, that is physically hard work. 
running a business is time consuming, but it's a different type of work. So it's hard work, but it's it's time consuming. It's like nice work. So it's it's yeah easier. So you've got um, you've talked about your children, how they inspire you, um, and you've talked about your mum. Um, is there anyone else that's come along along the way that you've gone? Actually, that really resonates with me, and it's made you change something about what you do. Um, that's a really good question. <laughs> I think it's it's that is that friend of a friend at that picnic bench, and she said, "Why don't you?" I was like, "Yes, why don't I? Why can't I? I can, I can do it." And it's all a mindset shift of when you leave teaching um, and realising you can follow your dreams and you you do need to go and explore and discover what your thing is. I had no idea on the day that I left teaching I was going to go and be a web designer. I hadn't designed a website ever in my computing curriculum, Um, but I had that mindset of I could, I can. So people along the way, you see them doing things and you learn where they've come from. And especially teachers who are thriving on the online communities. You think, yeah, if they can do it, I can do it. And I've just got to find those steps to enable me to do it. Um, yeah, so I also have. But you've also launched a YouTube channel, haven't you? I do have a YouTube channel, yes. <laughs> I do everything, you know, social media, YouTube. I'm not scared to get behind the camera. Um, I've got a course that I have, uh, which I'm tweaking now. I'm updating it. I'm pulling it apart to make it better as well. So a bit of course creation in there too. I, I think yeah. it's brilliant. I think it's really inspirational. You know, I remember when we met uh, that very first call and we were all like starstruck and trying to work out where we were going. You know, it's, it's what, yeah. four years four years ago now. Um, mm. And I look at your journey and I love the wiggles that you've had. I love the fact mm. that you can now help people. So if there was somebody who was listening to this right now, who was mm. debating making that jump to stop being, mm. you know, maybe going to tutoring to even supplement yeah. their um their teaching their teaching salary not that they have any time but if they did um what how would you help what would you say would be the first step to do because you've done this yeah the first step is community actually so get in a community where they are doing the things you want to do and there's some really good especially tutoring there's some really good supportive online tutoring type business facebook groups and i'm in there looking at the goodness and the value and the conversation. So if you think about what avenue you'd love to go down or even learn about, like I went into, I didn't want to be a tutor, but I wanted to learn about it. I wanted to learn about the teacher's journey of being a tutor. And get yourself in those Facebook groups and join a community. Community has been the number one thing that has helped me discover and explore what I want to do. Um, Without, you, you need to speak to people. You need to connect with people. And without any connection and conversations, it's very difficult to actually fathom out where you're going to go <laughs> or have some coaching. Actually spend money on a, on, a, on a coach that can help you narrow down really what you want to do. And, you know, for me, I started with aligning with um, discovering what I can do that aligns with my lifestyle, and my family um, and the nature of the work. Like if you want to work from home, then that's a good good starting point. At least you know that. 
you know that's really good advice because if I think about how I got the plan because you know I kind of was going to launch and then the pandemic hit and so I had to delay my launch um completely so I delayed it for almost a year and actually during the pandemic I was out walking doing my two meter distance unlike the government kind of slip that one in um unlike the government and I would call you out on that but I was doing my two meter distance with my child and we were talking to other parents and I was canvassing them on what their issues were with confidence and where they mm. were struggling those small business owners and what was it about social media that they particularly hated um I learned a lot in that time that that I mean it's old-fashioned market research isn't it stumping the yeah. feet but Probably the best. I think really really good advice there Hayley has joined us which is really lovely I love Hayley Hayley's brilliant and she said <laughs> if you think you can you can how inspirational Zoe it's great to hear your journey and that is the big thing oh, about you. you yeah you hmm. did you did do you did jump into the deep end you did I you did know, you looked at that I'd like no talk, idea what I was going to do. Yeah, I'd like to talk a little bit, if you don't mind, about that burnout moment, that realisation that yeah. actually you've just reached. Because we, I've been there. Mm. I know other people mm. have been there. And recognising it, if you hear somebody else talk about it, then maybe it can help somebody recognise that they're there right now. So if you just talk a yeah. little bit. It was quite, quite shocking because I didn't expect it. Um, so for me, I was teaching computing. And in the summer term, just six weeks, I was put into back into a classroom because this teacher's having a baby. And they went, oh, we're really stuck. Uh, could you go and go into a classroom? I felt quite sad. I thought, I like teaching. My, I like being in my computer room. I know what I'm doing. Uh, but it, it was really hard. That was really hard, picking up the pieces. Right? Lots of things she hadn't done. She didn't expect to have a baby early. She went off. So come September, they also said, we'd like you to go back in the classroom. And I was like, yes, brilliant. I, I'd had enough of the computer room. I was comfy in there. But in my mind, I'm like, I don't think I can keep going to that computer room and containing the noise of the children because they're so excited. So I, I was up for a change. I was really happy. It was year three, really lovely year group. They're coming over from the infants, everything's fresh and new. So I was really excited, but I hit overwhelm. I literally felt I was a newly qualified teacher suddenly. Loads of things I didn't, um, I hadn't been trained up in in the last seven years of not having a class on my own. So it was a learning curve. Like, where do I put the data? Where are the forms for special needs? Where? What does the data even mean? What do all these letters mean, these acronyms and everything else? And I was like, I felt I hadn't been supported, but now I've done a live coaching course and actually, my confidence has grown strangely now I've left the classroom. <laughs> um, I would now have the confidence to go, excuse me, I have no idea what any of this means. I need help. But at the time, you just think, oh, my gosh, I've been in this school for over 20 years. <laughs> I can't ask for help. And so that was the main thing. I didn't ask for help. The burnout, I didn't realise I was suffering with. So as a teacher, you have all these ailments. You have headaches. You have backache you have you know you know if you've got top energy you're doing really well but I was having headaches um and I know only realized afterwards I was having rashes uh up my neck and it was only on when I was when I was teaching <laughs> I was like having a headache 
in a rash. And I had no idea. It was my body saying, stop, absolutely stop. And then one morning, yeah, I was in my friend's cupboard going at night, like half past eight, going, I don't want to be here. Oh my gosh, I just realized I don't want to be here. And, and then literally I had to go out of her cupboard and go and greet my 30 children. Oh, hi, hello, good morning. Oh, God, you know, and if anybody said anything, I would just say, oh, I've got a bit of a cold today, you know, my bleary eyes. And and that was, and it was only afterwards I realised, oh, my headaches and my and my rash were, my body's signal, signalling that I wasn't, I wasn't coping. And I, I just didn't realise. But yeah, really, that's. Really appreciate you sharing that because mm. we can all get there and not recognise the signs. You know, I know I've been there mm. uh, where you're just standing there and you've got tears running down your face and you're like, why yeah. the hell am I crying? This I'm is ridiculous. I'm a big grown woman. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And and these feelings just hit you. They just kind of slap you in the face. Like when I left the when I left home, I was fine. I actually delivered my children to their classes and their class teachers. And then it was just yeah. like, I don't want to be here. I, I, I'm going to cry. <laughs> well, this is, I, I can remember one day I was walking down the stairs to go to a meeting and my legs buckled underneath me. Yeah. And it was like, this is, and I, I mean, I, I, I just put it down to, I'm just tired. I've driven a long way because when you're on the road, which is what I used to do, I used to drive, travel, you know, drive up to Newcastle, Glasgow, and then back again the next day. So it was exhausting. So I just put it down to tiredness, but it wasn't. Yeah. It was, it was complete overwhelm and complete burnout. So I really appreciate you sharing it. So this is where you get the tables get turned and I have no idea and you know me too well. So this is always a worry because we do speak probably at least three times a week. So um, this is where I always worry because so when someone, I don't worry so much when no one knows me because I can almost guess what the answer, question is going to be, but you get to throw a question at me and you can see I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> um. I did a nice question, Kirsty. When you turn your computer off, what is it that you do to relax and take your mind off this busy business world? Um, Great question. For you, you though, not to do with family, because I always get, oh, I'll go and snuggle with my family and I'll watch a movie and I'll relax because I, you know, I have to concentrate because I'm with them. But what about you personally? What would you do? That's a really good question and a really good question at this moment in time because it's something that I am really, really thinking about because hmm. um, I've just started evenings classes on a Tuesday night to try and learn Spanish to help my daughter with her Spanish yeah. homework. Um, I did pick up the crocheting the other day, but my head isn't there, so I had to rip it all back. Um, the, the one thing I do try to do is have a bath, and I know that sounds really doesn't seem like much, yeah. um, but I do try to have a bath. But actually, my brain very rarely gets to switch off, and I have had, and I can honestly say this this week, I have been told off by my Cairo because I am not stopping, and you know, I just launched. The Rock Your Online Presence courses. I'm now launching yeah. an in-person event with your geek. And it feels like I'm on this roller coaster and I'm not getting a chance to step off. Okay. So yeah. yesterday I was at a an event which was with a business mentor. And my um my action that I've written down is I am going to find the time to breathe. Now I don't quite know what that breathing mm -hmm. is yet, but mm -hmm. I am aware 
that if I don't get off this treadmill and actually take some time for myself at some point, I am going to break yeah. in too. So yeah. really good question. Um, I'd love to say that I've got an answer right now. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to say I'm not sure yet. It will come. Mm -hmm. But I know that night school isn't for me uh, because being dyslexic and dyspraxic, I spend most of the time with a bright red face trying really hard not to um, oh. feel incredibly embarrassed because not mm -hmm. only do I have to then learn the Spanish pronunciation and the Spanish right, you know, way, way of writing it, I then have to write it the way that I would say it. So I have three yeah. processes that I have to get through before yeah. I can even say doscientos, por favor. So well, that's um, great. <laughs> yeah it didn't I'm quite proud of that but yeah. so I think once I get through that and things have got to slow down I know we're planning a big holiday this year I know we're planning that and that it was the holiday we were going to do for my 50th so I'm quite excited um and that oh, is something wow. that is for me although it's family it is for me but my daughter came in last night because I did something silly in the back of my um domain yesterday and it was it was a stupid silly actually it wasn't stupid it was an error that I knew not to do but I did it anyway because I didn't check um which is typical of me and I was getting really stressed out and she came in and she she just put her arms around my neck because she came in and went can you put me to bed and I went it's daddy's turn and I'm really sorry but I do need to fix this and she just put her arms around my neck and gave me a cuddle and went it'll be okay mummy so that whether I like it or not, that is my my that's my alarm bell that things are taking over. Yeah. Is yeah. yeah. And you in. can't say goodnight to your own child. That is but, yeah, and it was a silly error and it stopped yeah. all and, and I know better because I've done this so many times. And you <laughs> it's worse when you know what you're doing and then you do it anyway and you go, Yeah. Oh uh, no, I've got to work. Anyway, it's all fixed now. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from my microphone, so I've now got to reconnect my microphone because the mic is yeah, different. Strange, yeah. so, oh, but that you, you can do that. You can fix the microphone. That's your biz. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Just not in five minutes before we go live, right? No, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> thank you so much oh, for joining us this morning. I thank thoroughly you very much. That. So, and thank you for your honesty. Oh, you're more than welcome. I believe in sharing a story because there's other people going through it. So you've got to share it because people think they're alone and they're not. They're not alone. You've just got to find your people. <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> Thank awesome. you very much, Kirsty, for having me today. Awesome. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>